0: Welcome to the Experts On Air Business Connections podcast, where we share the secrets and success stories of collaboration and connection in business. In business, we make connections every day. We connect with customers. We connect with partners and providers. We connect ideas. We even connect problems with solutions. Without connections, nothing happens. Join me, your host, Melanie Colling, where I connect you with some of the best minds in business and show you how you can make and leverage valuable connections in your business. Okay, welcome to the Business Connections podcast. Today, I have got the awesome and very entertaining uh, Stuart Marshall, as you will understand as we get going in this podcast interview. <laughs> um, but Stuart Marshall is aka Mr. Sass. He's a commercial software strategist. He helps SAS entrepreneurs realize their software dreams. He's a translator of gibberish. Love that. Innovator, speaker and best-selling author. Welcome to the podcast, Stuart. Thank you, Mel. My pleasure. <laughs> so nice to have you um all right for our listeners give them an introduction of who is Stuart Marshall and what's your backstory and how did you become mr. Sass?
1: oh okay so so long story short uh, I'm I'm an old man from the IT industry these days um, I'm you know, I'm over 50 which makes me um, probably uh, just old essentially. <laughs> Um, and, and I spent my my career in the IT industry. I, I fell into it in my late teens, uh, which was in my case the late eighties, because it um, essentially seemed like a right thing to do at the time because I needed an education, so I did something. And and I found that uh, almost instantly, I was very much at home. It was wasn't that I wasn't one of these kids who was completely into computers and you know the sort of the real nerdy kids. I just went and did a course in computing and programming, and it was like oh. Yep, that's the one for me. Uh, and it's kind of gone from there. I, I got my first job at a, a small insurance company in the middle of uh, the UK, rural Warwickshire. Uh, uh, a, a job that uh, career advancement came when the fellow above you died. So <laughs> that that was kind of the, the, the kind of place I was at, one of these old-fashioned jobs for life places. And then I got a job with an Australian software company that, um, down just north of London. And off the back of that, Came to Australia, loved it, emailed the boss, said, hey, can I come and work in Australia? And he went, yeah, right. Um, So I came to Australia with my wife in 2000, and here we are. Nobody sent me home. I now have a barbecue.
0: Yet. (laughs) You now have a barbecue. I love that. You really are an Australian.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, proper four burner. None of your rubbish.
0: (laughs) True blue. I love it. So tell me what. SaaS means for you know i know a little bit from being working in the it industry myself but you know you call yourself mr sass what what is SAS and what does you know how oh, do mr. you Sa- help people
1: well mr sass is somebody else's name for me that i just ran with because it seemed like a good idea so yeah, you know, i needed a brand <laughs> so i kind of went with it um so SaaS is software as a service which is a, a very broad brush um umbrella term for software that we typically used that's kind of online and <laughs> uh, and, and in reality software as a SaaS or software as a service is really just the mainstream of the software industry today very few people make software that is intended for specifically just installing on-premise uh, as was uh, the old days uh, most most software these days comes uh, is accessible via a browser through the cloud um, either through apps on your phone or uh, on a pc or whatever, or on any basically on any device on i mean theoretically on a pair of google goggles or a smart, on a watch i mean it's just a it's just an application that runs somewhere so uh, SaaS is anything in that space okay and and there's kind of like three types really there are the big ones that we all recognize like zoom which we're using now mm-hmm. um, google any of the sort of the mainstream mass volume high volume low value products that we we expect kind of to get for free almost, or pay very sort of minimal amounts for. Uh, and then there are the two more expensive varieties, which are the vertical sasses. So those are products that are specifically targeted at a particular market. And the one I always use is um, Cargo Wise, which is one of the Australian success stories. Mm-hmm. And that is the now the de facto standard for anybody shipping products around the world. Um, 50 billion transactions a year or some insane number. Uh, everything DHL sends, Goes through Cargo wise system. It goes into the system, goes all the way around the world, and it's still there when it gets to the other side. Cool. Uh, and then there are the, the growing band of SaaS, which is really, I think, the future of um, the SaaS industry, which is uh, what I refer to as service SaaS, is, where the software is made more for the purpose of delivering a service than specifically for the sale of software. And this is now very much the norm because a lot of businesses are saying, "Well, this is how I can achieve an edge. This is how I can be better than my competitors, is by having a platform that my customers can engage with, and we can build a service around." And yeah. there is, uh, that's now um, will be over the next few years the mainstream, almost certainly the vast cool. majority.
0: Cool. Um, and so, you know, you say that you um, you help SaaS entrepreneurs realize their software dreams you know, you would have seen, you know, your fair share of, you know, lots of um, pieces of software, you know, how many actually come to fruition? Because, you know, we, we hear these develop new software in development well, for forever. Well, the, well the, well the, num- the numbers are
1: insane. Um, so if you look on something like Captera, which is a, a, a register, if you like, for many of the, the available software packages, there are um, 3,500 CRMs, for example, now yeah. we're all used to things like HubSpot and Zoho, uh, that sort of thing, um, but they're two out of three thousand or so. Mm. So people are making them all the time. I mean, there is five hundred project management tools. Yeah, uh, I mean the the numbers are just insane, and they're probably exponential. I suspect that just people are making you know, yet another HR system. Mm. They are just can you not, Bob? <laughs> So I've been mugged by my dog. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's just, just a huge number, and people are jumping on the bandwagon all the time. But the, the horrible statistic that I, that I sort of roll out with relative regularity is that something like 10 out of 11 will fail within three years, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is a horrible number. I mean, I mean, these are people who are losing their house. These are people who are literally losing their house. They're putting their mortgage on it, and it's not gone well, and they run out of money. Yeah, that's
0: scary, isn't
1: it? It's frightening.
0: Yeah. So tell me how you step in and, um, you know, help stop people losing their houses because, you know, (laughs) 10 out of 11 failures is pretty, yeah, that's a bit horrendous, isn't it? So
1: the the biggest problem for a lot of people is that the people who are coming into SaaS aren't necessarily experts in software. Um, They're they're typically domain experts who have an idea, have, have seen a gap in their market. And think, I can deliver a solution to that. It would be great if I did it via software because then I can scale and I can make a whole bunch of money. Uh, uh, and yeah, and there's there's the motivation right there that they don't want to continue doing the same dull thing. They want to now go serve a wider community, find a an answer to a problem. That's it, nice no, easy. The trouble is that a lot of them then go charging in, blissfully unaware of the real cost of developing software. And the harsh reality is that in Australia, a good good software developer will cost you about one hundred and fifty thousand a year or so. Mm. Yeah, and if you go unless yeah, that's if you hire one. Uh, in, in practical terms, if you're talking about going through a software company, which would be my recommendation for most um, startups in the software space, then you're looking at one hundred and eighty to two hundred thousand per person per year. Now, I mean, that's just a prodigious amount of money. Mm. And the trouble is that without that, without going through a rigorous process, then it's, you know, it's guesswork for want of a a better way of describing it. And and so my job really in very simple terms is to get people organized. Mm. That's really what what my, my role is, is to sit down with people and say, look, this is a really complicated world. If you're organized you and go about it in a predictable, organized, um, uh, proper progression, then we can get to an end point point. we can follow a plan and we can get something. Mm. And we can take that to market. And we can go and solve somebody's problem, which is really what this all boils down to in terms of what the, uh, the basic aim of it all. So that, that's my job is to, make, you know, as I tell people, to put the keyboard down. Yeah, stop, stop trying to write code. You can you can write code. You know, mean, ten thousand dollars a month for a guy, minimum. Yeah, and four four weeks of four weeks of dumb development is easy. Mm. Anyone can do that. So you know, and every every four weeks you waste is ten k out the door and then some. Mm. So when you start putting it in terms of that, that I'm saying yeah, you know, and I was talking to somebody the other day exactly this, and they say, well, we need to, you know, we need a, a review of where we are, and you go, okay, uh, where are you? And they say, well, we're here. Like, well, how did you end up with this mess? You know, what, what happened to the spec? Oh, well, we didn't really have one. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a uh, pickle. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah, You had no plan. and yeah, you, know, you didn't know where you were going, and you went driving along down some streets, and now you don't know where you are. <laughs> and now it you're would... going to go spend some money retracing your steps to go back to what, yeah. I mean, the, the, w- when we put it in simple metaphors in terms of navigation around a town or anything like that, then people suddenly understand the whole point of having a plan and following a decent progression. Yeah. But you have to, you have to go through this process with people. And, and unfortunately for a lot of them, they have to learn the hard way.
0: Yeah. Would you say that's the biggest problem that software developers or, um, you know, people that are oh. trying to develop software face or what? What oh, other I, ones?
1: You know, I, I don't, I don't know that there is such a thing as the biggest problem. There are just lots of them. Got you it. Know, there are people just, I mean, I have, I've, I've got my list of sort of seven common mistakes. Uh, not having a spec isn't one of them, oddly. Yeah, I mean, there are, there, are, there are things that are more expensive that you can get wrong. Yep. Uh, for example, failing to decide who your target market is. Yeah, who knew, right? We, if we want to sell something, we've got to know who we're selling it to. Uh, and, and this is kind of almost like a, this sort of cloudy, forgotten idea. When say, no, I'm writing software. and you're like well yeah i know but you actually want to sell it tomorrow right so i mean this is this is sort of the 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 core big mistake is not knowing who you're making something for and the problem you're solving if you can't articulate those two i don't understand how you can write a line of code well i do because i've been there and i've done it and i've got it wrong i mean the benefit of age but but in practical terms if you don't know whose problem you're solving and you don't know what that problem is, then you can't possibly articulate the value. You can't possibly direct your marketing at the right people, and you can't possibly make a, a solution to solve that problem.
0: And I think that's across the board in any business, isn't it? If you don't know oh, those really two right. things in any business, then
1: you're not going to do well, too you know, well. <laughs> I mean, I describe software really as just another variant of manufacturing. Yeah. And, and you say, well, okay, now, now I'm a widget manufacturer. Well, what does the widget do? Oh, well, it does some things. Who for? Oh, well, some people. So what, you're going to, to sell that, are you? Oh, you know. Uh, and, and you yeah, know, I mean, that vagary that comes with it is fine if you're opening a shop and you put some stuff on a shelf and some people may or may not walk in. Mm. If what you're doing is committing two two hundred dollars $300,000 up front to make something. And eventually, when you get to a point, you've got something you can go and show some people and they go, yeah, no, use to me, pal. Mm. That, that's a really big investment to find out that you were wrong.
0: Yeah. And I suppose some people start this, um, you know, delving into creating a piece of software because they've got a problem, haven't they? But yeah. even though they've got the problem, you know, they're not their end customer, are they? Like they may use it, but then they want to go on to sell it to other people. And it's got to be those people's problem if they want to
1: buy it. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this comes from you know, a really good place. This is sort of a really, I mean, not entirely altruistic. They're only for the money. Right. As we all are. But it, it comes from this this place of altruism and decency and wanting to solve problems and wanting to make people's lives better. But the gap the gap between that initial thought bubble of "Hey, I can make some software" and I've gone to market with a co- coherent website and some good, tight, commercial grade software uh, that's a big gap, mm. uh, and it's one that you don't get across just by luck.
2: Mm.
0: So tell us, um, like, what's a success story in the SaaS space, and maybe a not so successful.
1: Um, oh God! I mean, the not so successful ones are much easier to understand.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, a list of these things, but um, so in the last, let's go the last twelve months, three or yep. four off the of head, last twelve months. Um, our lady, a classic SaaS as a service software uh, service sort of variety. Running a business, thought I could build a platform to do this. Help me scale, make my life easier. Self-service for the client, fantastic. Easy money goes to see a software guy. How much guys sell? About twenty grand. Brilliant.
2: One hundred and sixty. Ooh,
1: ouch. Yeah. Um, uh, another guy in the US I spoke with had a long chat with him. Very nice guy. Spent four hundred and fifty thousand dollars on six months' work only to find that the guys he'd hired were out of their depth. And when he said, but we've got all these problems, they said, yeah, we really don't know how to fix those. Oh, uh, And so he then spent another 400,000, I think it was, to basically with another bunch of guys, having learned his lessons in the first six months and then got to market and is now doing okay. So he's kind of like a bad story and a, and a, a survivor. A but survivor he made it, story. yeah, came good in the end. Uh, 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 another one of my favourite ones is uh, a 600,000 spend on a platform for a browser and two variants to run as apps on the phone, none of which were complete and none of which worked oh no and you look at that and you go "What? Well, why would you spend on three things, you haven't got one that works a like me. I mean, having, making three things that don't work is mad but the, here we are, right? And this is, this is nothing unusual. These, are, these stories are pretty common. Uh, but my favorite is a guy who spent over a million dollars of his own money Ooh. to build uh, uh, and a, and a complex subject matter. and I, you know, I mean, a valuable answer if he got it to work. But the fact of the matter is he didn't. And a million dollars in, he didn't even have an MVP to go and show to investors. He didn't have a story. And then went back into industry to earn some more money to go and have another go. Wow. Yeah. That, that and, and my and my my absolute heartbreak of a story is uh, a guy I've been <laughs> was 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 planning on doing some work with until COVID struck, which unfortunately you know was, was bad for him because his investors disappeared. Mm-hmm. But he's off the back of it now and has lost his house and car. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, I mean, these things—they're truly tragic stories, and there's, there's no there's no silver lining. There isn't a. Oh, well, it'll be okay. And he's very chirpy. I mean, he's surprisingly chipper, all things considered. But, but they're, they're real stories of real hardship that come off the back of these dreams that are shattered because people just don't take it seriously. Yeah. That's, uh... Fantastic dreams, great hope, lots of enthusiasm, all the things that you want in an entrepreneur except for rigor. Mm. Yeah. that will get you every single time because the costs are horrific.
0: And like you said early on, didn't you, like the cost of a developer for a year is 150K. Yeah, yeah. So you can see how it can quickly start adding up.
1: And we've and, and got to put some perspective on that as well. That's your first developer for a year. So let's say, for the sake of discussion, 150K gets you an MVP in 12 months, mm. gets you to market, gets you some dollars coming in. What it doesn't do is get you 150,000 to pay off your debt. Mm. It gets, it's your ticket to the dance. Now you can go in and see if you can get yourself lucky. And by the way, you're now going to pay the guy for another year to do more work. So two years in, you're 300K. Mm. And you're also then, yeah, I mean, life's easy when you haven't got customers, right? Um, if If you've got no customers bothering you, you can go about your business as you see fit. The trouble is we have in the software world is that they come in after 12 months, They get to MVP and the customer starts saying, can we have this? Can we have this? Can we have this? And the natural reaction is to say, yeah, of course. Yeah, Yeah. my favorite customer. You can have whatever you want. (laughs) And there's this idea then that people say, well, I want this thing. Well, okay. Wanting is one thing. Do you need it? Because I've got a limited capacity and a limited budget and a limited number of fingers on keys. I can only make so many things. How am I best spending my dollar? Well, what do you know? People get waylaid making stuff that they don't need to make. Uh, software developers notoriously, what's um, the What's the word? What's the word? Um, unfocused. They mm-hmm. have times of great focus when they do brilliant things, and they go, "Oh, I think I'll make one of those," <laughs> yeah, and, and go off the rails and uh, you know, <laughs> a bit flighty for want mm. of another word. Yeah. So yeah, instead of your ten thousand dollars for this month being spent on something good it's spent on a guy making something that he didn't need to make this month. Yeah. Which is fine if you're a big company, you've got a whole bunch of money, yeah, whatever, these things happen. Yeah. If you're the new guy and you're up and coming, you can't afford that.
0: Absolutely. So what are some tips that you would um, give to people that are kind of looking at software? Because, you know, obviously there are are people that have, you know, made money off the back of software and people are probably thinking... Yeah, you know, I want to be one of those, like you said. But what are some tips so that you you um, don't spend a million dollars and lose your house and your car?
1: <laughs> well, hasten slowly is the you know the, the the start point, which is you know that you don't have to be this is the, this, so this is a, a common a common fallacy, which is the first um, you know first to market thing, which was this idea that came out of um, the first internet bubble, the um, early nineties was a, a piece of. Um, research done at Stanford, I think. Uh, and these guys came and said, oh yeah, no, uh, you know, first, if you're the first to market in your, you get to corner the market and so on and so forth. And no, no sooner had they released this, than they then spent the remainder of their careers trying to explain to people that they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, a bit, a first mover advantage is the phrase I was looking for. But, um, but of course we have this idea of the, the, um, the internet bubble. Uh, and the likes of Facebook, which is, you know, move fast and break things. Now, what that means and what that really means is all about how you manage the internal structure of your business,
2: mm.
1: which is, you know, keep changing, keep changing, get there. It doesn't mean just make some shit software, chuck it out there and everything will be fine. Mm. Yeah? And the reality is there aren't multiple Facebooks. There's mm. only one Facebook because that niche has been filled. There's only one Twitter. Yeah. There there are various... There was variance, but there's only so many of them. There's a handful in real terms. Uh, And so really what we're looking for is people to be just sensible and grown up and just stop and understand the magnitude of what they're doing and take the time, invest their money in some good advice, the right people, the right planning, the right practices, all of these things, and understand that they're not going to buy an island in six months' time aka Richard Branson style <laughs> well yeah but I mean so the Branson story the story of Branson's island is an interesting one but it, I mean it's a certain amount of bare face, cheek and good luck right he mm-hmm. happened to be there they said buy the island it'll cost you this much and by the way you've got to develop it within the next two years or whatever it was mm. and he went oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and in true Branson style just went and said okay yeah yeah, yeah well, well whatever I want to have an island but I mean in real terms again that's yeah you know, the, the kid at school who wants to be a rock star mm. for every one who turns out to be Robbie Williams or whatever you know, the, <laughs> popular, the popular character of the day, for every one of him, there's 10,000 who are doing a menial jobs somewhere, yeah because they they never amounted to it and, and you know, the the money the, I refer to it as the modern gold rush, and, mm. and there's money to be made, and people will be successful, but it requires hard work. You don't just wander and hit, dig around and go, oh, look, big nugget, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just doesn't work that way. I wish it did. I mean, be, I'd, I'd love it, right? We'd all be happy. But, we all would, yeah. <laughs> but that's just not what happens.
0: Yeah, so true, so true. So tell me about um, like how um, connection has impacted you, either personal or in business. Like, Has there been... Um, a, a connection or a story in your life where connection
1: has impacted you? Well, I, I suppose I should uh, as I'm sitting in Australia having this conversation, Yeah, the fact that I happened to go to work at a, a parochial insurance business mm-hmm. in rural Warwickshire, and it just so happened that that business had, was developing software in partnership with development team and they had bought a high-speed development tool from Australia so my first job I got to learn that tool then I got to go and work for the vendor of the tool then I got to come to Australia and then I got to lead the creation of the development of the tool so that for me is this this common thread that runs through my life is this this one software product Mm. Uh, and I it it led me into a world of high-speed development tools Uh, and it's still somewhere where I you know try and keep my finger on the pulse and have conversations with people about doing some very interesting things. Perhaps one day.
0: Yeah, and how cool is that? Because, you know, sometimes you go into something thinking you'll get A, but actually you get B.
1: <laughs> Don't oh, I, you? I, but I you have no idea. <laughs> I, I got a whole bunch of B going on. That that seems to be me. So oh <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. No, no to that. Oh okay, whatever. Well good. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's it, I, I like the unexpected in, in many senses. I mean, I, I don't. I, like, I don't like surprises, all mm-hmm. things considered. I prefer my life to be fairly predictable. But the unexpected things are the fun ones. Yeah. They're the stuff that come out of left field. You go, oh, yeah, that will be fun. I'll have a crack at that. Yeah. Uh, uh, for instance, for me, is um, Career Care Global, for which I'm now the IT director, mm-hmm. which was off the back of conversations with our, our mutual friend, Sandy, um, but it was. Uh, we need an IT director for this charity, and it's like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I think, yeah, sure. I know what I'm on about. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's but it's that kind of thing. You, the, these opportunities turn up, and it's interesting. And it's.
0: But how cool that that was through a connection, wasn't it? Like a mutual friend who knew what you did. You know, yeah, you put the, your hand up, and you know, the rest is history.
1: <laughs> yeah, they 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 come along. It's entertaining.
0: Yeah. And that's what we talk about on this podcast—is around how you know how can connection can impact, you know, your life, business, or personal. And you know, if you didn't have connection, or you're not nurturing that in your business, um, you know, you're making it hard. It's
1: absolutely, it's absolutely everything. Yeah, you know, uh, most of the most of the, the the really good things I do are through people I know. Mm. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done a fair bit in the AI and ethics space in the last 12 months or so and most of that is off the back of having to live across the road from a guy and we happened to get chatting one afternoon at one of these sort of local family barbecue things yeah we all got invited to and he's like oh you do that oh i do that I go, oh yeah that's interesting but and, and so the ball starts rolling and then you know you talking to him and he says, oh do you want to come and do this so, yeah i'll have a crack at that and you go and do that and then you meet somebody else and they you know and here we are and off the back of it i'm talking to a lecturer at uh university of south australia next week Mm. Um, we're discussing ai and ethics and some research that they're doing and yeah, i'd never got that if i hadn't gone to a sunday afternoon barbecue that's so cool i love that just kind of weird stuff
0: yeah it's like the magic that you don't know it's going to happen Mm. Yeah, (laughs) i love it i love it so what um We've talked about tips, but what actions, like, you know, have you got any practical, you know, actions that people can take if they're thinking about software? Like you said,
1: go find someone to talk to. Yeah. Stop. (laughs) Stop. And and I I mean that to a certain extent, literally. Mm. It is so easy to get six months in and a big pile of money down and realise that you've really got nowhere. Mm. And and it, it is, it's a job where, or it's a lifestyle, I suppose, where rigor is just paramount. You just have to be organized. Mm. You, you have to have an eye for detail. And the, the problem is that, uh, and I, I talk about this a lot from sort of the perspective of what I call the $5 app, mm-hmm. which is um, what I want people to understand is that when they install Flappy Birds on their, <laughs> on their phone, uh, it's a piece of software exactly the same uh, as any other piece of software. It's just smaller and less valuable and does less stuff. That's why it's $5.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The reason that Zoom, for, other than for the man in the street, is valuable is because it saves businesses hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. It's how they can charge 20 grand. You know, whatever sort of the corporate the enterprise versions are worth, um, and it's a, a problem that they have is that the perception is wrong. They mm. live in this world where they they see the small thing and don't don't understand that it's the tip of the iceberg. They just think it's another iceberg. Mm. Uh, and it's not. I mean, these things are just big. Software is expensive. It takes time.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: to put it in perspective, the, the platform I used to work on, the product I used to work on, Lancer, had some 4 million or so lines of code. At yeah. least. Uh, and it existed for 30 years. So it comes with massive complexity, massive amounts of IP that are buried in there.
2: Mm.
1: And you don't get that in five minutes. Overnight. And I mean, I had a conversation with a guy couple of guys last year uh last december and i said what well, you know when you when are you thinking to go go to market oh we, we think we'll be there in june <laughs> uh, okay so you're, you're beginning to ramp up your marketing and your, your rhetoric now one would suppose right mm. um uh, no not yet oh okay well fair enough whatever but you know, you need to be you need to be looking at that because when you go to market you don't want to get there and find nobody cares mm. yeah you, know, you would like to get there and think well i've got 500 people who are listening um, you know, all of these, these, that sort of thing. And, but reality, they haven't gone to market. Mm. And they haven't gone to market because it's more complicated than everybody thinks. I had a conversation with someone in, uh, in the US this morning. Oh, I think three or four months, she said. <laughs> I said, ah, oh, uh, what? So nine to 12 then? No, three or four. Yeah, yeah, nine to 12. And she said, "Why nine to 12? And I said, "Well, just treble it. That's that's your safe. That's your safe bet.
2: Mm-hmm. Treble
1: it, and you've probably got a chance of being close." Uh, and again, it's back to this idea that rigor is required. Commercial yeah. software requires a lot more solidity. Yeah, it, it requires help systems, tutorials, training, documentation, support models. Uh, yes. Forum, all of the stuff over and above. The fact that the actual tool, they actually need how to use it. People need to get on board and use the thing. And that is so true. <laughs> and enjoy it. Uh, um, and, yeah, we, we, You have to do 135 hours in a car to get your piece. Mm. This is a car. It's only got three pedals and a steering wheel. I mean, you know, it's, it's only got four <laughs> moving bits. You need, well, two. It's Australia. They're all automatics. So it's two pe- two pedals and a steering wheel and a, a, an indicator, you know, a couple of bits and bobs. 135 hours of training to be able to go out and use one of those mm. uh then you go out and you install a commercial platform for which your your business has just spent or oh, i don't know let's say five million dollars mm. not that unusual and what not train the people on how to use it
0: i think that's the bit that they forget isn't it or a lot of people think oh we don't you know, think of that in the grand scheme. We think, oh, we've got the software
1: developed. We've, we've, we've launched it. I've it's there. Software. It's, it's yeah. But it's, it's also, um, people, we become complacent mm-hmm. because we are familiar with it. We have made it. We've yeah. spent months developing it. We know it absolutely intimately. And therefore, it's intuitive to us because we made it, we designed it. It's our thought processes. We put it over the fence to the man in the street and they look at it and they go, okay. What do I do now? You get right. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Mm. Uh, and you know, I, I describe SaaS as um, the importance of playing the long game, which is there's no value proposition whatsoever in getting in, getting some customers in the first six weeks, them all having a bad time and leaving after 12.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, your, your, your annual recurring revenue needs to be the same annual recurring revenue you're going to get next year. Now, you don't want to be going out and finding new people to replace the ones this year. Yeah. So everything about the place, the, the world you give them to exist has to be comfortable and they have to be trained and they have to be educated and they have to be able to get help when they need it and they have to be able to find information when they need it. All of these things that we would expect, we, you know, that uh, unless we do it, people just sort of go, well, this is rubbish.
0: I don't <laughs> this. That's nice. You've got a piece of software, but I don't know how to use it and
1: there's no... Yeah instructions yeah it's it's yeah madness but but it goes on it's a a regular thing because well, my customers aren't very happy well why not well they say they can't use the software well did you teach them oh well we wrote a couple of tutorials well yeah (laughs) it it, but i mean you know this is obvious to me because i spent 30 years doing it yeah but yeah uh, you know that's why i'm valuable right but um to when, when your focus is the software, when you're looking at the technology, and I say this regularly, and it's on my, my LinkedIn profile, if you're looking at the technology, you're missing the point. This, is a, this isn't about software. It's not about the tool. This is about the value you deliver to people. So it's a people-to-people thing. Mm. Always is. Even the, you know, right above all tools, we make, every single tool we make is to add, make our lives easier. Mm. Uh, and we're the ones who no, need to learn how to use the tool. Yeah.
0: I love that i love that and really i love what you're saying about you know it's rigor but it's also being realistic isn't it like realistic in your time frames <laughs> really sticky uh, how people are going to use it and you know all that kind of stuff
1: <laughs> uh, yeah it's in fact, i love i love the enthusiasm and i love the fact that people just really setting out to solve a problem mm. the fact that They don't tell anybody about that and don't articulate that. And you see it it in the sales and marketing a lot uh, when they say, well, we've we've got this product and and it's got these features. It does these things. Okay. So why should I buy you then? Yeah. Because if if you're a CRM and there's 37,000 choices, sorry, 3,700 choices, there's a fair bet that most of them will have exactly the same set of features or uh, a very significant crossover, 90% similarity. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you're going to market and saying to people i've got these features uh, and the other guy says well i've got these features too and you say yeah but i'm ten dollars a month cheaper i guess okay right yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. if if you're going to go to market on the basis of being the cheapest then you're going to be the guys out of business very quickly yeah Uh, i mean then there's a whole there's i write a whole bunch of stuff about this to do with pricing models and various stuff but the reality of it is what you have to understand is the value you're delivering and then charge for it mm. and if somebody else says i can do it cheaper well you yeah, know good for them i hope they survive long enough to be able to enjoy their cheapness <laughs> yeah, it's the same
0: it, in in business isn't it it's about well, you know well, what value are you providing your customer not what it can do in the features like if you start talking about that in your sales and marketing copy you know people will switch off because they just want their problem solved don't they
1: <laughs> well absolutely but um go look at just about every single website you can find to do a software and it will have a list of the features mm. and, the, and the biggest disconnect is you've said well oh, i've got this thing it does all it, it's got these features they go righto it does this righto and the quest the, un, the unspoken question is what does that give me what value yeah. does that provide don't you know this we make the assumption that people understand that because we deliver a feature they understand the value and that there's a disconnect between those two mm. we have to, you have to it, it's you know good basic marketing communications yeah i have this thing it solves your problem it delivers this value yeah let's go talk about that let's go talk about outcomes and results and all of this stuff and you can say oh yeah and by the way we have some software <laughs> yeah, that can it, help you <laughs> yeah the, so- by the way, the software is what delivers it the software is the tool Mm. Yeah, when you go when you go to have a package delivered by Star Trek Express they don't tell you about the plane it's going to be sent on or the vans or the nice uniforms that the drivers are wearing mm. or the way it's wrapped in the box it's going to be in they tell you that it's going to be from there to there in this time and, and you assign your value to that you, you know, and, but in the software world typically what we do is go I've got these things yeah I've got I've got a special widget for that <laughs> effect <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, yeah well so's that guy so's that guy and i've got 30 of them now which one do i choose uh, yeah yeah and you get you get down to basically a set, simple feature comparison and then it's well these ones got this feature this one's got this one this one's fifty dollars this one's forty dollars yeah i'll take the 40 yeah yeah and then somebody else will come along and say i think i can do it for 35 and here yeah. we are we're in the race to the bottom and the winner to the race at the bottom is the guy who gets your customers for free when you go out of business.
0: Yeah, that's not a good place to be. No. So I love that really, you know, in in wrapping that up, it's really about focusing on the people, on the problem, and then being realistic. Realistic on time, realistic on investment required, you you know.
1: um, I see so many people who say, oh, we're, we're developing this on a shoestring. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I, again, entirely admirable, mm. absolutely wonderful, wholly impractical. Because the reality is it costs money.
2: Mm.
1: And unless you are delivering a high-value, super-niche solution, or you are just one of those people that is exceptional, then it's going to cost money and it's going to mm. take time. Yeah. and the idea that you can do it on a shoestring while holding down another job and juggling your kids, and you know, and whatever else, it, it's it's fanciful. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, Somebody will have an example that will prove me wrong, and there, there always are. Mm. But you know, aiming at the fat bit of the target, majority, if you're in there. Then your your future doesn't look that bright.
0: Yeah. So, what is next for Mr. Sess?
1: Uh, another book actually oh cool awesome i've got another book coming so um well i've got another book in 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 the in the noggin at the moment yeah Um, i've just started writing down a structure and talking about but this is this is very much a a specific SAS focus Mm -hmm. um don't have a working title as yet but uh, um something 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 SAS. i don't know all right stay tuned Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's it's really just it's a beginner's guide to building a SaaS platform. Okay, that's that's really what it what it's it's going to be, which is the all the dumb shit you shouldn't do. <laughs> it yeah, Should be SaaS for dummies. <laughs> oh no, I think I I suspect there's a trademark issue with that, but um, <laughs> or oh yeah, SaaS for people who don't want to go out of business quickly, or uh, you know or something. I don't know, but anyway, we'll come up with a, a title. But it's 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 really just about getting the basics right and understanding that. Yeah, the, as I was saying earlier, the, an MVP is a ticket to the dance. Mm. Uh, and by the way, they're not cheap. Yeah. Um, but- yeah, so so that that's that's the big ticket for me. And I've, I've I've been writing a lot this year, so I've I've got a fair amount of material I should be able to, to sort of lob in with a bit of massaging should turn out look a bit like a book.
0: That's great. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward to that, and we'll put all our links on to Mr Sass um, and your other books and... Um, you know, all the stuff that you've been up to. So if anybody wants to reach out and um, and ask you anything about SAS, um, they can go and connect with you. So thank you so much for for sharing, you know, tiny bit of your knowledge and wisdom with us today. <laughs> I that's know all, That's
1: all my knowledge done now. I'm, I'm a split <laughs> <smart> pause. <laughs>
0: so. um, it's is a very not, short book. That is not the case at all. Like, you know, there's I so much you more. Um, you know, we could talk for ages on this, but I really appreciate you coming on and, you know, just sharing that because, you know, it is easy to get caught up in, oh, I'll just create a bit of software for this because we're all trying to maximise our time, aren't we? And we're trying to, you know, make sure that um, we're not doing things repeatedly, but sometimes the software option might not be the best option and might be other things, you know, to do. Or if you're going to do software, do it right.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, look, I, it's one of the – I recommend absolutely everybody have a go at it one time in their life. mm you yeah, know, find a bunch of money. Uh, it, I kind of think of it a bit like going into a casino. Yeah, don't go in unless you're prepared to lose it all.
0: That's really don't,
1: good advice. Don't take <laughs> it in. Don't go in. If you're not prepared to lose it, don't do it. Yeah. Because it, it's it's brutal. It is a brutal, brutal world.
0: Yeah. Well, lucky you were there to hold people's hands.
1: <laughs> well, well, I, I'd happily hold their hand if they'd asked me to, but uh, so many of them go, no, no, we're all right. We're all right. <laughs> and then you watch them fall off the log and I go, yeah
0: yeah well um yeah they should definitely come and tap into you and um you know learn how to do it correctly so thanks Stuart, for um spending some time with us today and and sharing your knowledge on all things software as a service love it thanks again thanks well you've been listening to the experts on air business connections podcast if you can spare a moment to rate and review the podcast via your favorite app That will help us connect with even more listeners like you. If you need help with that, you can find instructions over at expertsonair.fm. The Business Connections podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air podcast network.